Today's episode is about a subject which is close to my heart, which is speaking your truth and being the authentic you or not. Now, many people have felt a strong call in these unprecedented times to start speaking up and sharing and being more of their authentic selves and living in alignment with their values. But this has two issues. Number one, it can result in criticism, conflict, relationships can become um, fractured or end or change. You can be made fun of, you may be criticized or even as bad as being um, bullied. And this is very unsettling and emotionally painful to experience. But then on the flip side, not doing this, not being how we want to be, speaking our truth, expressing ourselves, doing what's right for us, doing what fulfills us, can also create a lot of emotional discomfort because we have a need as humans to express ourselves and to be seen, heard and understood. Now I'm concerned about the stress that's being created in people at the moment who are really wanting to or trying to speak their truth or just not doing what they really want to do. They're just not living their truth. And even if you don't consciously feel stress, actually denying our truth and not being connected to our authentic self, for example, being in jobs which are unfulfilling or being in relationships which don't fulfill our needs, can actually create illness longer term. And there's been much written about this. Now, there's a book called Five Regrets of the Dying, which is by Bronnie Ware. And she was a um, palliative care nurse for 20 years and spoke with people at the end of their life about their regrets. And the top regret was living a life that others expected instead of the life I really wanted to live and being me, being how I wanted to be. And I actually think that most people are living a life that others expect. And there's very good reason for this. And I'm going to get into that. With everything that's happening in the world at the moment, it is more important than ever that we speak our truth and really stand up for what we believe in and be our true selves, not only for our own health and well-being and our enjoyment of life, but also to help make the world a better place. But doing that can be super scary. It can feel vulnerable. It can be um, emotionally painful and it can have certain consequences. And I know I've been there. I spent most of my life afraid to speak up, afraid to live how I wanted to live. Um, I was a chronic people pleaser. I couldn't say no. I pretended to like things that I didn't like. I would go along with things that I didn't really want to do. And Eventually, that caused what I call soulful depression and social anxiety and also physical symptoms too. So firstly, let's have a look at why people get weird and shitty with you when you start really stepping into your power. You maybe start changing, you start growing and evolving and being different to what they know. And this might be in the form of snidey remarks, sarcasm. It could be just poking fun at you through to you know, people excluding you, criticizing you, or even being um, quite mean and abusive towards you. Now, I believe that they don't like it because 
maybe it shines a light on the fact that they aren't living authentically and they aren't being true to themselves and doing what they want to do. I think it can also be because they start to see you as being different and changing and that can trigger feelings of fear of loss and you know again this stuff goes back to you know trauma in our earlier years and generally humans aren't comfortable with change but it can be complex and people you know are complex creatures and we often aren't even aware or conscious of why we're behaving the way we're behaving. Secondly, let's take a look at why we struggle so much with speaking our truth and really being ourselves and just not giving a damn what people think. As usual, the deepest root is typically childhood traumas and that doesn't need to be a major event. It can just be not having our needs met and you know, most of our parents messed us up um, but they didn't mean to because they were just doing the best they could with what they had. Um, but it is a reality for most people that, that that was the case. And then there's societal conditioning that continues through our whole life, telling us who to be, what to think, what to do, how to behave. And, and it's that, that conditioning is strong, you know, particularly once we start going to school and, you know, we get that from, from teachers, it's from, it's from parents, other relatives, and then our peers. And over time, we just put on more and more layers, more and more masks that can take us further away from our true selves and disconnect us from our true self. So when we are speaking our truth and being more how we really want to be, what's happening is we get caught between two things and those two things are attachment and authenticity. And I'm going to explain now what those are. So Apart from physical needs, attachment and authenticity are the two fundamental needs that we have as children. Attachment is the closeness and proximity to another human being for the sake of being looked after. Because human beings as mammals are creatures of attachment. We have to connect and attach because otherwise we don't survive. So it's a real deeply inbuilt survival mechanism and and also you know belonging and being part of the tribe and not being outcast because if we were um, in the past if we were outcast by our tribe we would again not survive so it's definitely a survival thing then we have authenticity which means alto of the self and this means being connected to ourselves, you know, know, really knowing ourselves, knowing what we feel and being able to act on it. And this includes our gut feelings, it includes being really connected to our heart and our innate inner wisdom. And until very recently in human history, we didn't survive on intellect. We lived in the wild, not in cities, and we relied on our intuition and, you know, how long do you survive in the wild not being connected to your, you know, to your intuition, your gut feelings and using your intellect instead? Well, not very long. So what happens is if you're being authentic, for example, let's say you're sharing your beliefs and doing things that feel aligned and genuine for you. What happens if that threatens your attachments? In other words, your 
relationships and what other people think of you, which ultimately, um, when you look at it, is is about rejection. And it it's all kind of comes back to the same thing. If we look at an example of a child that's upset because they can't have a sweet some sweets, for example, and the parent can't handle the child being upset because of things in their past. So they may look at the child, you know, harshly, ignore them, get annoyed with them, and kind of in a way withdraw their love. So that's what the child actually experiences is a withdrawal of love. And the message that the child receives is being upset. You don't get loved. And so then the thing is, you, because you have to have this attachment, you always suppress your authenticity every time. And this is how we lose connection to ourselves and to our inner wisdom and intuition. Because we have these two fundamental needs of authenticity and attachment, the thing is that authenticity is the thing that gets suppressed every time because the need for attachment is stronger, the need for attachment and um, belonging. So strangely enough, the very dynamic which is essential for our survival in a natural setting now becomes a threat to our survival in a more modern, modern setting because staying authentic can threaten attachment. And so we really tend to give up our authenticity and then we wonder, who the hell am I? Like, what life is this that I'm living? Who, who, who am I really? And we start asking all these questions and we feel disconnected and we can feel depressed and lost and all of the feelings and this is where the reconnection has to happen so what do you do if you're feeling scared to you know share your truth and to um, that could be you know online it could be just in your day-to-day the way you live your life it can be in your relationships in any any aspect of life If you're experiencing negative reactions or uncomfortable feelings as a result of sharing your truth, being your authentic self, I would say the first thing to do is really to notice and to be aware. So without negatively judging or criticizing yourself, really just allow the feelings and avoid bypassing, avoid emotional bypassing, I did an episode on this a couple of episodes ago where I talked about this in depth and how we can make sure that we don't emotionally bypass because that can cause more problems and make us unwell. And we really need to take care of our nervous system and make sure we process these emotions, which are really just energy in motion. When we've done that, the next stage is to get curious and self-inquire ask ourselves, why am I feeling in this way? What is it that, you know, what story am I telling myself? What's my fear? Or what is it that's happening that's causing me to feel this way? And just do a a kind of an exploration, an exploration of the situation so that you can really understand it and just approach it from curiosity. Again, there's no judgment. There's no right or wrong. It's just about understanding. So really get curious 
and go on on that sort of process of self-discovery and you can just journal just ask yourself the questions like a kind of like a detective um, to find out you know what you think might be going on and then really the third step is to go on a journey of change you know it really is to reconnect to your true self and to shed all of those layers that have built up over the years of um, you know conditioning and masks uh, that that aren't really you but you kind of put on um, for everybody else it's a process of shedding those layers and really reconnecting to yourself and there is no quick fix in my experience you know you might need to do some inner child work so healing the inner child and healing traumas and I, I really recommend there's a couple of Instagram accounts I really recommend for this um, Jake Woodard and the holistic psychologist and I'll put links in the show notes and if you've had really bad trauma in the past that's that's seriously blocking you then you may need to address that ideally with a trauma specialist but you can take some small action like just start like I find that for me progress just doing something is very motivating and it's very kind of it kind of spurs me on and gives me some more confidence and courage to then take the next step. So just do something small. It could be just sharing something online. It could be, um, you know, just a post. Or if you feel braver, it could be a video or it could be having a difficult conversation with someone or expressing a boundary or just saying no to something that you don't want to do. Just the smallest thing, just start with that. And then you'll find that you'll be able to take more steps. And as, you're, as you do more, you realize that, you know, nothing really bad happened and you didn't die or anything. And so it's easier to just keep going and build on that confidence and, un, you know, kind of shed, start to shed those, um, those layers that are weighing you down. The thing I do find the most powerful with this in terms of the journey is community, though. And for me personally, I, you know, I spent my life not being who I truly, truly was. Like as a child, I was, um, well, I was just a child. As children, we're just children. We just be how, when we're young children, we just do what we want to do and we just be how we want to be. And I was super outgoing and I I would uh, love singing and exploring and, at school I wanted to be you know the lead in the in the plays and I didn't you know I wasn't born being shy and 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 low in self-confidence and then as I grew up and as I particularly as I went to school and I was you know we're just taught to be a certain way aren't we and then we have you know we have the teachers and the parents and and then you know peer pressure and I was never really encouraged to maintain that connection to myself and I don't think most of us are to be honest and so what then happened was by the time I got to high school I was so shy and so self-conscious that I only had like one good friend in high school um it was it was just I was just not I didn't feel able to speak up I was just always trying to be somebody I wasn't. And then that kind of continued 
to you know to a large degree through through my life and then it's only really been in the last three years that I started to I made so many changes in my life and I and I started to step into being myself and now I'm literally so such a far cry from where I was before like you wouldn't even recognize me if you knew me before and that's because I'm now being me um, but the thing that was most powerful I feel for that transition is community surrounding myself with people who accepted and encouraged me just being how I wanted to be and that really helped me to just come out of my shell and to and to not care as much what people thought anymore because I had a, a community of people around me who actually cared and I'd, I'd gone to an event called A-Fest um, which is short for Awesomeness Fest, which is a, a, an event by Mind Valley, and I was really kind of nervous, you know, when I went in and and when it started, and it was like a four day event, and I just found myself feeling just like I'd never felt before. I was I was surrounded by people that accepted me and they just encouraged me, and there were people from all walks of life. People were just expressing themselves in so many different ways and nobody, nobody judged, nobody criticized. Like I just felt at home and I, I felt really free to just be expressive and to be how I wanted to be. Since then, I've, I've learned so strongly how powerful community is. And I genuinely believe it is the beyond healing deep trauma. If you have a lot of very serious trauma, you need to do that healing work. But aside from that, for me, from my experience, I believe that any kind of change in your life, whether it be diet and lifestyle or being your true self or growing and evolving in whichever way, the most important or powerful factor is community. If you are trying to grow and evolve and you are surrounded by people, whether it's in an online community or offline, and those people don't want you to grow, and they're not encouraging you, and they're not supporting you, and embracing you, then it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to make that change. And the same applies with, I remember when I changed my my diet and lifestyle completely, you know, discovering communities of people who were also making those changes and living those healthy lifestyles, that was, for me, the most critical part of it. And so I'm actually going to be building a community online to really provide a space where people can grow and evolve and be their you know, healthiest, most resilient, thriving self and the community um, there will be lots of content, but also the community is really a critical element to that. So I will be sharing more about that very soon. So stay tuned to find out about that or join my mailing list. But if you're listening to the podcast, then I will I will share details on that. So anyway, thank you for listening. I hope it's been helpful and wishing you a wonderful rest of day or evening, whatever time you are listening to this.